Hello, hello. Welcome to Living Your Fierce Life. I am Tabitha Threll, and today I am talking about living in the storm. What does that mean, storm? The storm of life. We know that life can bring ups and downs, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. As an adult, you know, nobody told me adulting was going to be so hard. I think my kids, they they cannot wait to grow up. They're, you know, I can't wait to drive. I can't wait to get a phone. I just can't wait to be older. I can stay up as late as I want and eat junk food. You know, they just see this, this life in the rose-colored glasses. And we just talked with a friend of ours, and they just had their new baby. And he said, nobody tells you how hard it is. Or if they do, I guess I just didn't believe them. <laughs> Because I think people do tell you, but until you live it, until you go through it, you just don't even understand how hard it can be. And so I want to give you, I want to give you some um, strategies on how to help this because I think it's so important to be prepared. Um, some of you on here might be young, newlyweds, new parents, or maybe some of you have been through the storms of life and you can give your own advice. That's probably ten times better than mine, and that's phenomenal. Um, I just know that I've lived. 33 years on this planet and I have been through some ups and I have been through some downs and what I have learned has drastically changed the way that I live my life. I don't just get through the storms. I thrive through the storms. I develop and grow phenomenally through the storms of life because I choose to. And these strategies, these tips I'm going to give you are a big part of it because I used to live in the drama of life. I used to live in just the, yeah, so-and-so did this and I can't believe this and just thriving on that drama because I, I wanted that significance. I felt like that's how I felt alive. But then at the same time, I never felt like I was growing. I felt a little bit dead inside and I felt selfish and and almost depressed and I'd live in it and dwell in it and I didn't like that um, but I've learned now how to thrive in it and whether it's death whether it's financial trouble whether it's businesses relationship um, kids all of that life and again I'm only 33 so I'm not about to sit here and tell you that I know everything about everything about how to get through life but I've been through death of two of of two of the closest people in my life. I have been through, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. So let's be real. Like life has changed so much and we've had ups and downs. And if you guys see Tracy and I, we are madly and deeply in love. That is not a facade, but it ain't easy. And we've had to make some sacrifices and learn and grow through that as well. We live in rural Nebraska and we're farmers. So weather and government changes, policies, all of these ups and downs, financial, I mean, that stuff is real to us. And choosing to go on opportunities and they succeed and then they fail and they succeed, all of those things, like we've been the ups and downs of all of that. We're entrepreneurs, so it's going to happen. <laughs> we're in real estate too, so it's going to happen. I want to teach you guys just a few things. I'm not here to keep you long. You know, I like to keep it short and sweet so you just get those little nuggets of information. If one thing changes your life, I'd love to hear about it. Message me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I would love to hear your stories because life is built on stories. Once it happens to you, the story is no longer yours. You are meant to share it with the world and help other people. And so for me, 
when I was younger, I said, like, I used to, things would happen to me bad and I would just dwell in it and the drama and can you believe so-and-so and, you know, the gossipy, just I would revel in the drama and I feel awful. I would just feel awful with that. And I know I'm not the only one here, but that's where I was. And I can find myself getting pulled back into it. And then I remember where my focus goes is where my energy is going to flow. And that line, that's a Tony Robbins line. I got it four years ago and I have attached myself to that line because every time I find myself just dwelling in the negative and in the pessimist and, oh, it's gloomy and, oh, why'd the government do this and money this and business that and what and why'd you say this? Why'd you do that to my spouse? I'm like, what am I focusing on? Why am I focusing on my spouse's bad points? Why am I not focusing on his good points? Why am I focused on what the government is doing or isn't doing? Why am I not focused on what I can do to change it? My choice in this, we live in a free country, people. Like we get the choice. We get the choice to farm. We get the choice to be entrepreneurs. That's our choice. Why am I focusing on my kids' tantrums instead of how can I become a better parent for them or give them resources or outlets or me become a better person from the inside so I can be a better mom so maybe these don't happen as much. See, where your focus goes and where it lies is where you are going to, is your emotional home. So when we're in the storm of life, and I'm just going to say that because you're either coming into a storm, you're in a storm, or you're coming out of it. Like, that is just life in general. So if you think of that, you can look at that as glee, gloom, gleek, like that's that looks awful. Or you can say, you know what, I'm prepared. Just like when you live in the hurricane states and you live by the ocean, you know when that hurricane's coming, you're going to fill those sandbags. You're going to put the uh, things on the window. You're going to board up the windows. You know exactly where to go. You know where to evacuate to. You are prepared for it. That's what you need in life. It's not scary and it's not to, to keep you in this gloom and doom. It's saying, hey, you know what? Things are going to happen out of my control. I have absolutely no idea what the rest of today is going to look like or tomorrow is going to look like. All I know is where my focus is going to go. And I want to be a loving, passionate, compassionate, successful, accomplished, loving, kind, patient human being. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. I know I'm focused on that. I am committed to that. I know the qualities and the strengths that I possess. I know my weaknesses as a parent. So when that starts to shine, I switch my focus to my strengths. As a wife, I know exactly what um, I need to do to be the best me for him. I can't change him. I can't change things that, you know, have to be done right now. If he doesn't feel that, like, I know what I can do. And that's where my focus is going to go. And I'm not going to focus on what we don't have. I'm not going to focus and compare myself to people who are millionaires. I'm not a millionaire. Why would I compare my income to theirs? Why would I judge them on going to Fiji for eight nights, staying at a $1,000 night hotel resort and judge them and say, why would you ever spend that? No, no, no. I don't have their income. I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to focus on that. If that's something that I feel jealous of or a little bit envious comparing how can I get that is my focus I'm switching my focus I'm what outcome do I want do I want to be able to stay at the hotel okay then I'm going to change that 
instead of being jealous and envious of those people, I'm going to know, figure out how I can get that and changing my focus from the anger and jealousy to, um, action oriented and success oriented. And how can I get that? Because money's just a resource. They're not any more special than me. They've just done it differently. And so I have to figure out success leaves clues. If that's what I want, I'm going to go for it. If somebody has a great marriage, I'm not going to be jealous of that. I'm going to figure out why they have such a phenomenal marriage, why they're great parents, switching that focus in life. If you lose someone in grief and you saw someone else lose someone in grief and they did it so eloquently, I'm going to go to them. I'm going to ask them, how did you get through this? This feels like I can't breathe. I can't get out of bed. I'm so depressed. And that is real. I am not saying that when you lose someone, depression is real. Anxiety is real. These are not made up things, but there's definite ways that you can get out of it without just finding a magic powder pillar potion or thing to suffice it. There are other things you can do to get through that storm in life, whatever it is, whatever that 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 storm or that difficulty that you're having in life. The second one is the story you're telling yourself. I told you I was living in drama so I could make like the littlest thing, like the big thing. You know, when I was really young, when I was um, like elementary and high school, and it was kind of because the people I was around, they were, they did that, you know, the littlest story and they would just make it the big, you know, the big highlight, the big tagline of, you know, can you believe so-and-so did that? And this and this and this. And the story just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, it's kind of like when your spouse is supposed to meet you for dinner and it's 6.30 and they're supposed to meet you at 6 and then at 6.45 and 7 o'clock. And pretty soon that story, every minute that they're not there, it just gets bigger and bigger and you just get madder and madder. And then you find out the truth and it's like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought, or, oh, they were in a car accident. And then you feel horrible because you felt like before you were going to leave them and divorce them because they were late. And then pretty soon they're in the hospital and you're at their bedside crying to them like, oh my gosh, how could you, I love you so much. So what the story are you telling yourself? Are you making it bigger than it is? Are you looking at just yourself and your perspective? Or are you looking to others and how this is affecting other people, like in a business? What are other people? Are other people out of jobs? Do they need that? Or are they going to be okay? Or in a death situation, some of the people, other people that are affected by it and how are they handling it? Are they telling you how you're supposed to feel? Did they, someone told me this and I believe it was Tony Robbins. I've heard it a couple different times. Like I said, I've lost a couple close people in my life. So I've done some grieving, different grieving studies, but they said the only reason why death is hard is because you believed that that person shouldn't have died. And at first I was like, ah, oh, that's such an arrogant way to look at it. But it's true. If you didn't think that person should die and they're gone, that's going to cause you so much hurt. Just like in a divorce or if someone moves away or a business goes away, you have that grieving process just like a loss. It's just a loss of something that you were comfortable with that was there, whether that's your spouse or your child. Losing a child, I cannot even imagine how heartbreaking that is because we don't, we think we're supposed to outlive our children. And so it's like double heartbreaking because we our kids are supposed to outlive us, right? Our legacy is supposed to be there. Our kids aren't supposed to go to jail. Our kids aren't supposed to get addicted to drugs. 
business, our business that we built for 20 years and put blood, sweat, and tears in is not supposed to go bye-bye. It's supposed to be there, what we think should happen. And so switching your story of saying that served a purpose in my life at that season for that moment in time. So just changing your story to a positive, empowering story rather than a disempowering story. And the last one is finding peace. And really, when I say that, you know, you can say that term in, in such a vague sense. Find peace. You got to find peace. What's that mean? For me, finding peace is really focusing on something. Again, changing my focus is how I find peace. It's something bigger than me. I'm Christian. So I'm grounded in truth in the word. And that's where my focus is. That's where it's bigger than me. That's where I have to put hurt feelings aside with my sister because they are an aunt to my daughters. And I want to preserve that relationship for them. That's my focus. My focus isn't on the pain that she caused me or that I may have caused her. My focus is on that is my daughter's aunt and they love her and I will preserve that. And I will live the rest of my life preserving that relationship for them, for her. And same with my mom. I'm focusing on the good. I'm not getting the story bigger than it is. And I'm finding my peace because my daughters, I want them to know her. I want them to know her like I know her. So whatever storm of life you're in right now, and there's... <laughs> To be honest, there can just be the storm of having toddlers. <laughs> there can be the storm of having preteens. There can be storms of teenagers. Like it doesn't have to be these, this big death or bankruptcy financial shamble. It can literally be like you're just tired of telling your spouse to take out the trash. <laughs> or you have you know, two in diapers and one that's going to drive and you're pulling your hair out. That's the storm of life. And you can change your focus and your story and you can find peace in that. Bigger than you are, more than you are, because you're worth it. And the world needs to see your light and it's really hard to shine your light if you're constantly feeling like defeated in the storm. So I hope that helps you. I would love to hear your stories. Please, um, I'm on Instagram, tap Thorell, Facebook, um, Tabitha Thrill, I would love to hear your stories. I love connecting with my viewers and hearing your story because I learn every day from you. Have a fierce day. Bye guys.